there and thank you for joining the Naked Onion Mystery Tours podcast. Tonight's podcast is Christmas Stories from Childhood. Stevie P and Edith begin the podcast and the others join in later to finish the show. So please come hang with the cast while we show up for each other and spread Christmas cheer. My grandmother would make pecan sandies and um, the the fruit candy and the, um, she would make a couple other things, but she would do the same thing every year, you know. That's funny. You know what we made a lot of? I don't. We made a lot of um, sugar cookies. like shaped thing like things yeah like christmas tree santa claus candy canes um, yeah yeah i get it yeah we'd um do the gingerbread snowman we did the um the shortbread with the raspberry jelly in the middle sure yeah we did those things too yeah, hold on, because everybody's hitting me up. Now. A lot of the, a lot of cookies during the Christmas season. Oh, so many cookies. Um, we also did a peanut butter one, a green Christmas tree, like one that was colored with, um, green. Lisa, hey girl, how hey, are you? I'm great, how are you? Yeah, we're doing pretty good. We're just hanging out, talking about Christmas stuff. Yes, yes, that's awesome. Hey. It's almost, it's right here. Yeah. yeah, hey, I heard you had a Christmas story for us. I do, I do. Uh, so in Puerto Rico, one of the things growing up, you know, a lot of the books and things, you know, I guess, you know, it, like 40 years ago. So. <laughs> 40 all the years, books and really? Everything. Yeah, I explained all the Christmas, you know, like that Santa would come through the chimney um, and things like that. And nobody, you know, and I grew up in Puerto Rico. So in Puerto Rico, we don't have chimneys. Nobody has a chimney. We don't have in Florida either. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I didn't even think about Florida, but growing, you know, because then I was kind of growing up here, but. Yeah, so it kind of misled us to believe, you know, and then my parents had to explain to us, you know, oh, he comes, he comes. <laughs> by boat. Yeah, See, Santa somehow. Claus comes to Puerto Rico by boat. Yeah, yep, comes, you know, I, yeah, yeah come through the door. <laughs> well, knows? growing up, growing up Jewish and Catholic, hi, everybody, I'm sorry I'm late, but I wouldn't hey. have missed the world. Cool. Um, 
growing up Jewish and Catholic, we always kind of wondered how Santa was going to come through the menorah. So, <laughs> you know, eight little candles, Santa's not fitting through that. You said my Patty. Mother, yeah, and my mother, I, my mother was, you know, the Jewish side, my father, the Catholic, Roman Catholic side. And my mother never really explained to us deeply why we were celebrating two different things when we were kids. And to be honest with you, I don't think we really cared. We got eight mm -hmm. days of presents and then Christmas. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were raking it in as kids. Boy, we loved it. Yeah, so. we did too. Yeah. We did too. We we were just talking about dessert too. <gasps> oh Christmas my can you guys share some desserts? Oh my gosh. My my sure. grandmother made the best, the best, what was it called? Divinity, where it's whipped oh, yeah. and pineapple that you crush and toasted coconuts and little mini marshmallows. And oh my God, it was the best stuff. It was like this little white bowl of heaven sitting in the middle of the the dinner table, the dessert table. And I don't know if you guys know what rugula is. It's a, sure. a cookie. My grandmother on the Jewish side made the best chocolate chip rugula. Oh my God. <laughs> Forget me. <laughs> chocolate, chocolate rugula was the best thing ever. If I was a fat kid too, I was real bad. I was a fat kid. <laughs> I was. What about you, Lisa? What about Puerto Rico? What, is, what kind of desserts did you have at Christmas? So we have uh, arroz de, de dulce, dulce, like it's uh, sweet rice, but it's not sweet. It's chilled and pressed. And it's got uh, like cinnamon. Uh, our things was the three leches, the three leches cake, uh, mm. and also flan. We had flan oh, and every oh, kind of flavor. Oh, you're killing me. cake. <laughs> That was us. And then the other thing that we have for Christmas, it's only legal during the holidays, is a Puerto Rican moonshine called Pitorro. And Why is it only legal in the holidays? Because we are rock stars like that. It's only legal then. <laughs> or they, will, they would look the other way, but the proof or whatever, the percentage of it is crazy. And people will mix it with different things, but like straight up, like they'll add almonds to it or tamarinds and put it in the ground it's just weird how they do it but that's it and everyone gets like a little shot what would they make it, was, it out of was it i have no cane? idea it's just moon i have no idea oh, interesting. it's it they're always put into a different container it's very conspicuous you know the containers are cleaned out but we're talking about like laundry detergent or something you know like that and then when you take it home you put it into your glass containers or what have you Interesting. And coquito is the other thing we make. Traditional coquito is actually made with pitorro, but because you know you can't get it now, it's made with rum. What what's quitoro? Pitorro is the Puerto Rican moonshine. Oh, that's what they call it. Yes, yes, sir. Oh, it sounds okay. like something. It sounds like death. <laughs> it, it pretty much is. Like when I see it, it's rude for you not to take a shot. So when I see people with their jugs of it, I'm I'm out. I'm yeah, gone. right. I'm ducking. Yeah, because I can't yeah. be. It's rude to say no. <laughs> it's rude to say no. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. what? 
Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just wanted to say that I we didn't have anything quite as illegal or too many names for it. You know, Grandpa's wine. Manischewitz. And no, we made it in the basement. Oh and, wow. Oh yeah, and it was. I mean, <laughs> if we didn't have hair, it could grow you some. It was. <laughs> that's this stuff. Huh? Oh yeah, and 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 Grandpa was so dang proud of it. When I tell you, you know, we made our own cheese and hung our own sausages and, you know, you could eat the cheese and the sausage was great, but this wine could peel paint. And my grandfather just thought it was the best stuff. And he would bring it out and everybody would get the little grape jar cup. You know, remember how grape jelly used to come in a cup that you pop? Yes, and I and do. You yeah. Keep you the drink cup out of it. Yeah. yeah. And he would get out the little grape, the grape jar cups and hand everybody a cup. And if you were over the age of 12, you got a cup. And nobody <laughs> ever wanted to turn 12 in my family. Ever. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Nikki, what about you? What about your Christmas? What? <clears throat> What about Eastern it? Eastern town. Uh, I don't know. How did you guys spend Christmas? What were some of your traditions? Um, <clears throat> trying not to miss planes and airports. <laughs> oh, you flights. mean you left? You didn't stick around? Uh, you know, we flew all over the place looking for each other. A lot of traveling. Yeah. Yeah, when I was a kid. Oh, that's and, pretty cool, though. And when my kids were young, we did the same thing. Um, we slept overnight in an airport one time because um, a snowstorm delayed all the flights. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of trudging around in the snow and um, <laughs> opening Christmas presents and you know, watching the kids' faces <clears throat> when they got a total surprise or when they got something that they'd been wanting. Um, Simple American traditional Christmas. Yeah, I can smell the turkey and ham. What part of the country did you spend the most time growing up? Um, it's difficult to say because um, we moved every two years. Um, Where's your mom living now? She lives in Kansas. See, I, I thought you'd lived in Kansas for a long period of time. No. Were they okay um, with all the tornadoes and everything? Uh, yeah, we ducked okay. a couple of them. All right. And the, storm the ones cellar. recently, too? That's um, what I was talking about, yeah. They just no, had a bad storm come through. No, mom said they weren't close to her place. At all home. right, that's good. I just talked to a, a young lady from Kentucky. Uh, she lives across the street now, and she said that none of her family was affected. That's good. Either. So, yeah, what a tragedy, though. Yeah, that was a massive storm. Uh, some Christmas present. Well. Well, but, um, on a lighter note, though. I mean, we still have the holidays and we're going to get through the holidays. And it, yeah. even though it has its um, 
disasters and things like that. Something about Christmas always puts people in the spirit. Mm -hmm. I remember Santa Claus was always one of my favorite people. Hmm. Was he? Oh, heck yes. Mine was Walt Disney. (laughs) (laughs) He's like Santa Claus. (laughs) Yeah, he is. And Lauren loves him too, don't she? He's like Santa Claus with a big dose of LSD thrown in there. (laughs) (laughs) Do you like Walt Disney, Lisa? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Who doesn't? You have to be fair. <laughs> I don't, yeah. Uh, crazy, crazy. You know what we used to call uh, Disney World when I lived in Orlando? Uh-huh. The rat. <laughs> the rat. <laughs> Not the mouse. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ricky Rat. No, he's an actual, he's an actual character. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's funny because um, I know a lot of people, you know, especially lately with Disney that just really have their nose out of joint about Disney. And, you know, my daughter and I cannot have a civil conversation about the corporate Disney because I, I don't really like how Disney handles its corporate self. But you put my two feet inside one of those parks And I'm, you know, 10 years old in my heart again. I stand in line to see the characters. I have an autograph book. (laughs) You know what I mean? I just, I, 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 wherever, whatever it is about Disney, when I am in it, I can dislike so many things about the corporate entity that the mouse is. But when I'm there, oh my God. God, I can't wait. I I I have to confess. I purposely <laughs> purposely ate my Mickey Air ice cream just a little too rough so that it would fall off the stick and they really did give me a new one. No. <laughs> they oh, did. Yeah. I was like, I love you guys. <laughs> so I do whatever it is and then to be there at Christmas? Have any of you guys ever been to their Christmas party or sure. gone to the parks when it was all dressed we, up for Christmas? We um we've been there know. for the decorations. <gasps> oh, um, but we were fighting at the time. So and I can't even tell you over what. It was something stupid. <laughs> sure it was something that you did. Oh, <laughs> Merry Christmas! Christmas. <laughs> well, you know that I have to just say then you that the since you brought that up, Epcot, I've I've maybe heard of or seen a scuffle or two, you know, in all the years I've gone. Same thing with with uh, Hollywood Studios or um, Animal Kingdom. More fights break out in Disney World and in the Magic Kingdom. You know, the most happy place in the world. I mean, we saw we saw two mothers like throw things at each other. Entertainment value of just watching people lose their minds in the Magic Kingdom yeah. is the absolutely place on earth. The ticket, yes. <laughs> Why do you suppose that is? I the think, happiest place on earth? Is that what you're asking, Nikki? Or why do you think they fight? Why would they fight there? I think people fight there. I think the biggest reason oh, is wow. that and stress. 
people yeah, sugar stress out and they yeah. they're, they're eating junk all day <laughs> and their kids are getting on their last good nerve i just bought this expensive ticket and you people are fighting it's just mm-hmm. i it is but christmas we were just there for the christmas party a couple of weeks ago <gasps> Everybody is like, oh, you bumped into me. No worries. Snowflakes and hearts. <laughs> I mean, it's just, right. this is just, everybody is like, oh, Santa, look at the fireworks. And oh, you've got the ugliest Christmas sweater on I've ever seen. Oh, no, wait a minute. You have the ugliest. I mean, it, the whole part <laughs> is just different. And people like it more. I, I don't know. But Christmas changes it even yeah. more. So. Christmas is a, is a magical time of the year, and I think one of the reasons it it is so is because it's the only holiday when it is completely acceptable. Um, in fact, it's it's expected to be as to make everything look as tacky as you can. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is so yeah. true. That's perspective. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Yep, and and I have I I think hands down I wish we could televise this podcast because I think hands down I have the ugliest Christmas sweater anyone has ever seen. If you can top <laughs> me, I challenge you. And I, I got a. <laughs> you know what? Your picture of your Christmas sweater will be the cover photo for this podcast How okay to you. okay and it, is, it is just the ugliest thing but it brings joy to so many people because it's that ugly they just they're, they're like oh my god i had to stop what i was doing to walk over and tell you that's the ugliest thing i've ever seen <laughs> so, you know? i gotta tell you i've got to describe this sweater this this sweater <laughs> that so i go to this chiropractor his name okay. is dr lupo and he has this young lady there. Her name is Sharice. And she wore this sweater one year that I'm telling you, it had reindeer noses where her boobs were. <laughs> and like antlers and red noses where her nipples were. Get and the I, out. yes. Oh my God. When she showed me that, I'm going to send her this podcast and let her know I mentioned her. It was the funniest I've, I've seen in such it. a long time. You would have. Because so her boobs are huge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that's awesome. That's yeah. wonderful. Does anybody yeah. have a favorite Christmas movie? I do. Die Hard. That's funny. It's and what? it is a Christmas movie, God darn it. Do not yeah. it is a Christmas the memory movie. of Die Hard by telling me that it's not a Christmas movie. Even I know that. <laughs> I know that's a Christmas movie. Who said that? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I knew it'd be controversial. <laughs> that's awesome. So my favorite Christmas movie, and this might seem odd given my age and everything, <laughs> <laughs> Christmas in Connecticut 
1945 American Christmas romantic comedy film about an unmarried city magazine writer who pretends to be a farm wife and mother and then falls in love with a, a returning war hero. Hmm. Sounds black Anybody and white. seen that? It's black. I have white. seen it. I, I love it. I, I, I have seen it. Bar- Barbara Stanwyck and Dennis Morgan and Sydney mm-hmm. Greenstreet. Oh, I know I haven't seen it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll oh. invite you over and we'll watch it. Okay. <laughs> wow, favorite Christmas movie. I mean, there are so many of them. You know, like Elf is the, good. Elf is hilarious. The original the first Santa Claus with Tim Allen is a Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. You know, there's so many the the Christmas vacation movies, uh, you know, with Chevy Chase. Just but I would I you know again maybe I'm showing my age a little bit here by saying it, but first time I ever saw it, it really captured my heart. Is the original The Grinch That Stole Christmas with Bella Lugosi doing the voice of the Grinch? I love it. Yeah. Oh my god. That was so good. Yeah. I thought for sure you were going to say White Christmas though. But really good movie, and, and you know, just throw in a musical that has. I mean, okay, he was a wife beater, but Bing Crosby, yeah, so national, yeah. you know, classic arrow. So throw all those people together in one movie, and it's you know nothing but great. But for me, like the thing that really where I was, I remember the first time sitting in front of the TV, just captivated, was the original cartoon version of. The Dr. Seuss, the Grinch, that yeah. stole yeah. Yeah. a lot Me of us too. Like that one. Mm-hmm. That dog, I wanted that dog. I kept telling my mother, we have to help the dog. I know. We got to <laughs> get him away. Yes. Look how loyal he is. He loves the Grinch. Why doesn't the Grinch love his dog? Have you, okay. So there's a couple of new ones out, Christmas movies, and one of them is 8 bit. Never heard of it. No. 8-Bit Christmas. Huh? 8-Bit Christmas. Christmas. And it's from Netflix. Okay. And it is about a kid who got an, 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 was it a Nintendo? He wanted a Nintendo. It's very Christmas story-ish, but made like recently. Like this gotcha. last year. Yeah, he he wanted a Nintendo. It's got Neil Patrick Harris in it, Steve Zahn, and June Diane Raphael and David Cross, and and it's about this kid who wanted a Nintendo, but and there was this rich kid in the neighborhood who kept getting all these great gadgets to go with his new Nintendo. And everybody wanted to play with his Nintendo machine, but he was a complete narcissist and manipulated everybody, would invite them in and then play the Nintendo in front of them. Yeah. Oh, I, hate to say, I hate to say it, but I would have done that when I was a kid. What oh. Is that? oh my God, you don't know. I've got you an easy big up and you want to come play with it? Well, I meant you want to come watch me play with it. I got to tell you, of all the of all the movies I've seen, 
Christmas movies, the one I've seen the most times is A Christmas Story. Yes. It's perfect. Yes. It, perfect is, movie. it makes me want to go to a Chinese restaurant. Yes. Right. I yeah. just said that to Sean, Nikki. <laughs> I was like, that's where I want to be on Christmas. His parents are making prime rib. I'm working and he's going to bring me some home. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there is another one that I, I watched. I don't know if you guys watched that I like. It was called Surviving Christmas. No, but I've never seen it. With Ben Affleck and, um, hmm. oh God, not Christina Lucci. <laughs> no, she's from, <laughs> let's see, surviving. I'm going to look it up. Was it a rom com? Yeah, kind of a violent rom com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas violence is always something that yeah Christmas violence is special and magical. It's got Ben God. Affleck, James Gandolfini, Christina Applegate, and Catherine O'Hara, and it it's was made. In, it's a great cast, and it was made in two thousand four, and and um, Stevie is right it's a romantic comedy and um eh, plot just before christmas wealthy advertising executive drew latham surprises his girlfriend missy with first class tickets to fiji but she's horrified that he would want to spend christmas away with away from his family so they get in an argument and he decides to go out and hire his hire a family that can pretend to be his family because he doesn't know where his family is. Hmm. Does that make any sense? No, I mean, only yeah. in the movies. Only, but right. however, growing up, I wish I could hire a new family. So, oh, right? It's a great concept. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> if you had that kind of money, I mean, in the movies, <laughs> like, okay. If you do this for me, I'll pay $125,000. And if you do this, I'll pay you $250,000. You know, can you imagine dropping that kind of cabbage? <laughs> if I had it to burn through, like it was, you know, what do you burn through? Leaves? I, I don't know. I, I think sometimes the more money you have, the more stupid things you're willing to do with it. But you know, I'm a. If I was on the receiving end of it, I I have to say, money is not a big motivator for me. <laughs> I, you no. could not get me to do a whole lot of stuff for money. So, I, I <laughs> you you couldn't. But like, I'm a spiteful bitch. If you want me to do something, piss me off. <laughs> I, might, <laughs> I might be happy to oblige you. Uh, so, but well, <laughs> so do you have? Who does anybody have a favorite? Christmas gift oh, that they were given for good. Christmas. Then, uh, how about that I yeah, that I was given? I have a favorite. Well, what, what is it, it, Miss? Oh my God. Okay. So <laughs> I'm going to do both. Given favorite gift and gotten. Okay. 
So I used to give my sister and I don't even know why I did it. It just, I must have started to become aware at a very young age. So I would buy my sister for Christmas self-help books. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I spent several hundred dollars on self-help books for her, and she, I'm sure, donated them <laughs> every time. Oh my sure God, yeah, no, no, she did not. And then one year for my sister, like, she would give me, I, I, I don't eat sugar. She would give me five pounds of sugar, like of <laughs> chocolate candy. One, and um, another time uh, she gave me a pair of culottes. I don't wear culottes. Have you ever seen me? I wore them in private school, but out in my personal life, I'm not going to be wearing these culottes. Thank mm-hmm. you so very much. And then another year, she bought me a t-shirt with an American flag on it. I'll be damned. <laughs> I have never. I mean, I've always liked other countries' flags. If she had bought me Greece, you know... France, um, <laughs> but mostly Greece. I like Greece, you know. Mm-hmm. Bought me mm-hmm. that. I would, I would have worn that, but I've never said, you know what? I think it would be awesome to wear an American flag T-shirt. It's highly overrated. <laughs> well, <laughs> my feminine self doesn't think about that wearing an American never my sense of style doesn't doesn't but I, I have to say yeah. I, I the only time I would wear any kind of flag like when I was young and we went to the Smithsonian for a, a school um, oh, <clears throat> right. field trip, but it was overnight you know lots of chaperones and blah 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 and we went to the Smithsonian, and one of the gifts we got as a visiting school was a picture, a T-shirt that had a picture of all the country's flags on it. That was the front of the T-shirt. So that's the only thing that I've ever worn that had a flag on it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not like that. And, and today, country flags don't stand, I think, for what they used to. So. I don't know that yeah. I would parade one around anyway on my chest. Yeah, so. me either. It seems <laughs> like they're more about borders than they are about culture. Yeah, well, they're, yeah, and they're and they're definitely about singularity instead of unity too. So, right. I, mm-hmm. I I totally love that you brought it up though because uh, favorite you know uh, presence and stuff sometimes and and Kim I thought everything you said was so funny. But isn't it also funny how presence can sometimes be this very backhanded thing? Yeah. And, and you know, yeah. in my family, you could almost hear the the wicked, you know, <laughs> anus giggles in the background as people <laughs> reach for their presence under the tree. And, you know, somebody just couldn't wait to see for you to see how they got you. With the presence, yeah, exactly. You know, a whole big box and it's real heavy, and what's in it? 
soap, a toothbrush, a scrubber for your back. You know, hey, dirty ass, get yourself washed. So a question. (laughs) I got to take that back as the best gift. Do you know what was the best gift? Mm -mm. I was at an elephant party, a white elephant party. And my mom had a Jim Neighbors album. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. So I took, pardon me, I took that as my white elephant. Love it. And I'll tell you what, every person there wanted that album. Imagine. Gomer had quite a baritone voice. It was very beautiful. He was, yeah, but he was just... It was one of those that it was probably worth something too because yeah. he was he was in a uniform on the old vinyl. Yep, yeah. and old vinyl. I mean that's yeah, old vinyl. Yep, yep. 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 that's yep. before he came out. That's oh yeah, pre, pre- yeah, way out. before. Yeah, that's yeah, probably why it would be like desirable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So my pile. my favorite Christmas gift ever. I remember was the year that I got my easy bake oven. I mean, I was such a tomboy growing up. My Christmas list always included, I need new cleats or I need a new glove or do you know what I mean? I'm just such a tomboy and I had no regrets and I didn't hide it. I didn't want that frou-frou frilly girly, don't get me a doll. And then (laughs) bing, my eyes sit on the, the, the um, easy bake oven and I was obsessed because my hero was my grandmother, my grandma, Laura, and she was she such baked. a cook. Yeah. No, she was a cook, period. You you oh, named wow. it, my grandmother could cook it and it was awesome. And mm-hmm. so <clears throat> I see the easy bake oven and I really had a, I remember, I remember I was like 10 or 11 years old. My mother was alive, so I was young. And, and, and I kept th- in my head saying, you know, if you ask for it, they're going to make a lot of fun of you. And there was this back and forth. But if you don't ask for it, you won't get the easy bake oven. Can you take it if they make a lot of fun of you? <laughs> you get the easy bake oven. So I put <laughs> easy bake oven on my list. And sure enough, they gave it to me. When I opened it, all the women in my family clapped. Like, finally, Lauren's a girl. <laughs> It's great. <laughs> but it is buying away was my favorite gift. And and then I think the gift that I loved giving the most was the first year I really started treating my my kids like young adults. And I started yeah. asking them and everything they opened that year was something that they really wanted instead of something mom thought I wanted <laughs> and to see the real joy on their face. Like, Oh my God, mom, listen, do you know yeah. that? That was probably my best one to give that year was mm. the best one. Cause I finally heard them and was like, yep, I'm getting this, not that because he said he wants that. Not mm-hmm. that. I like that. Right. Maybe I'll get that for me. <laughs> That's why we like shopping. What about you, Nikki? Um, I think the the coolest thing I ever gave anybody was I gave my little brother a 1927 uh, reproduction of an Edward S. Curtis photograph of a Wichita Indian. I don't know if any of you are familiar with um, Native American. Yes. 
art, but um, Edward S. Curtis' uh, work was highly prized. Yes. And <clears throat> there were only four of these reproductions, and I got a hold of one of them. Um, <clears throat> wow. From a Native American who who liked me, and he gave it to me. Um, and I gave it to my brother for uh, for Christmas one year uh, because I was basically kind of homeless, and I had no business having the thing. And he right. had a, a place to put it, so I gave it to him. Um, and he still has it. Um, I think the neatest thing I can remember was when we were kids, one Christmas morning, we walked into the living room to find my father's train set. This whole thing was made out of steel, not plastic. It was all made out of steel and cast iron and whatever they used back then. And it was a very authentic looking uh, replica of, of a choo-choo train, you know, and the damn thing worked. It was really old, but it worked. Everything worked on it. And um, he and his brother had it uh, when they were kids and they dragged it out of the attic and sanded off all the rust and everything and, and gave it to us. And we just freaked out. We tried to wear it out that day. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. very cool. Yeah, we thought it was really something. <clears throat> but it's a significant thing. Yeah, heirlooms I are kind of special. Yeah. It's not it's not just a five dollar t shirt, a twelve dollar book or yeah. gift card. Yeah. It's yeah. something special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are very few heirloom ornaments, you know, uh, from my grandma and grandpa on my dad's side. They were immigrants uh, that came over from Sicily, and you know, were survived the depression and blah blah blah. And the few things that she had, which I always thought was so amazing, you know, that it mattered that much to her. The few things that she had that she considered like her memory ornaments, and I remember this every year getting that box out of the back seat of the car from my Aunt Jo, who lived with her mother her whole life. She was a true spinster, never married, never kissed. Spinster. Um, and right. you know, we'd go to the car and we'd get this one box, and it was probably the size of two shoe boxes, you know, like bigger than a boot box but not as big as, you know, one boot box. And right. in it were all of like the salt and sand kind of clay uh, ornaments that kids make at school, macaroni mm. ornaments that she would string together, you know, in the desperate years and let my father and all my aunts and uncles paint them. And that's what they would wrap on the tree. And it did not matter how much money her five children ended up making, which was tons and tons and tons. Those ornaments always went on the tree, no matter whose manse it ended up in, mm. those ornaments ended up on the tree. And it was to me, the most beautiful part of the tree because it was a reminder where they came from that mm. as children, they painted strings of elbow macaroni together to make ornaments for the tree. And it always came out and it was always on the tree until she died. 
And when my grandmother passed away, I don't know that that box came out again. But wow. it wasn't the same after grandma died anyway. Christmas. Oh, no. You know, we were so damn poor, we would have ate the macaroni. Yeah. <laughs> Believe me, the, the macaroni was, so the, you know, she's, she had a story about everything and how as they got closer to Christmas coming, she would start uh, putting, holding aside macaroni. And they didn't make, you know, they didn't buy boxed macaroni all year long until the couple months before Christmas because my grandmother made all her own pasta, mm -hmm. but you can't right. pay homemade pasta. So mm -hmm. she would yeah, buy fresh. Yep. So she would buy boxes of elbow macaroni and because she couldn't justify not using any of it for her family to eat, she would spend weeks buying the elbow boxes of elbow macaroni. And my Aunt Joe would say, and you know how mad she would be? <laughs> A pound of macaroni <laughs> was two cents. And she would be so mad that she had to pay two cents for the macaroni. <laughs> I was like, two cents? My God, you can't get a sliver of a dry piece of macaroni for two cents now. Now, yeah, so, that's crazy. What do? You, what about you, Steve? Uh, yeah, we did similar things. You know, um, we had those ch childhood heirlooms that we would break out every year, like the the plates you would make in first mm -hmm. grade, mm -hmm. you know, or the ornaments and stuff like that. Well, what's your, what I'm thinking of is past that, what, what is your favorite, um, <laughs> I was going to say Christmas movie, <laughs> <laughs> but no, what is your favorite gift that you've ever received or given? that's a tough one I mean I can't remember half the gifts I got as a kid but I do remember getting you know one year because I wasn't really allowed to listen to rock and roll and modern music but one year my, my parents the devil's actually work. well you know it was just about culture really my yeah. parents I grew up listening to like um classical music and oh, stuff good like for that. you so yeah one year I, as a teenager i finally got a you know a men at work album you know it was, uh, it was special hmm cool that's that's the difference between men and women <laughs> <laughs> actually it doesn't even matter but i mean i was thinking of constant jokes to play on my sister and just creating the tradition of giving herself help books every christmas just seemed to be perfect it pushed <laughs> all the right buttons <laughs> <laughs> I, I have i have a topic um okay who remembers the most oddball Christmas decoration? I do. In their family. Oh. This one, let's see if anybody can top this one. <laughs> we were poor, only we didn't know we were poor. My mother would dry out chicken wishbones all year. <laughs> oh, this is no shit. <laughs> you'd have to know my mother to believe this 
she would dry them out and right before Christmas she would paint them by hand. Most of the time it was fingernail polish because that's the only kind of paint there was around the house. <laughs> and and I'll be damned if she didn't hang them on the Christmas tree. I love it. I love it. Oh my god. Yeah. So yeah. so who else has got one? God, I don't know if I can beat that one. Oh my god, that's really great. I mean, the only thing I can tell you is, and I was telling Steve this, I, um, was that when we were kids, my mom my grandmother had custody of us for a while and then at one point my mom gained custody was trying to gain custody back and um we would go spend christmas over at my mom's but we didn't have a christmas tree so um my sister took her brownie knife went and cut i mean that's how poor we were cut the the tree down and it was definitely you remember snoopy's christmas tree (laughs) it was like that it had like three or four branches and we made um garland out of popcorn and cranberries because that was cheap Mm -hmm. then you could buy cranberries for a dollar and then the popcorn for a dollar too and then I don't know. We made the ornaments out of cardboard. Hmm. Yeah. Construction paper. In construction paper. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So it was was fun. I mean, you know, now that I look back at it, I look back at it with, I never thought there was a thing wrong Mm -mm. with my situation. So. Yeah, kids don't know they're poor, really. Mm-mm. Unless they're hungry. Well, yeah, that's when they know. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. I, was... I found food. If my mom didn't have food, I found ways. <laughs> <laughs> I know you would. <laughs> I had friends. I had lots of friends. I remember <laughs> one year um, I met this little Jewish girl at school and I went home with her. I didn't call my mom nothing (laughs) i just made that decision for myself and then that was the first time i had matzo ball soup hmm wow yeah so Hmm. there are ways when you're poor Mm -hmm. (laughs) where there's an appetite there's a way And uh, on that note, kids, I think we're going to sign off because we've been a, at an hour and a half. Holy cow. Yeah. So I thank you both for joining. Merry Christmas. And uh, Merry Christmas. thank you for being here for the Eric Christmas episode. Merry Christmas, everyone. Thanks for having me. Same to you all. Good night. Good night. Mr. Grinch, you really are a deal. You're as cuddly as a cactus, you're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel.